The Robert Scott the Bell Robert Show. Robert Scott Bell Show. The voice of health, freedom, and liberty. The Robert Scott Bell Show. All right, it's that special time of the week again. It's technically the first day of the week, depending on how you count your weeks. The week beginning, and we call it Sunday Conversations on the Robert Scott Bell Show. And boy, do I have a special treat for you today. She uh, just kind of gone disappeared. I, I wouldn't say, hey, well, that's absent without leave. I mean, she can take leave anytime she wants. She's autonomous. She's amazing. She, Her husband, Mark, you know them as Preacher and the Polish Girl, and they have two amazing kids and uh, I can't even be mad at her for not showing up to our RSB family union because she's got such such responsibilities on her plate. We'll hear about some of them. I might complain a little, but she, she can handle it because she's Polish. I know. It's not a joke. She is. I'm, I'm serious. You want to see? Here she is. It's Ula Tinsley. <laughs> I'm Polish. It's RSB in the Polish today. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you so much for having me again. And yes, even though I am not as active in the chat room on live mm. shows, I do listen to the shows. Okay. Yes. Yes. And, and do you have any complaints? First, uh, we got to get those out of the way. No. And I really <laughs> like the guests and I really love the some of the live streams from the reunion. Actually, it was the union because yes, next, next year is going to be reunion. reunion. Yes. And I'm going to be there no matter yeah. what. I don't care. I'm booking. I'm not available for anything else. I'm going yes. to reunion. That's awesome. It. Yes. Yes. And you got your special V-neck version. That's I think only two people have those for the, uh, the power to heal. You yourself. know it. That was uh, designed by Allison, our super yes. fan and the, and the patron Allison group. Allison is awesome. Yes. And, and thanks, everybody, for supporting us uh, indirectly and directly. That is by sharing the show or being directly part of our patron support group. And uh, tomorrow, as this show airs uh, on Sunday, uh, the 31st of July, will be our next AMA, Zoom AMA. So you'll have time to join us. And did you know I I, uh, I came up with a, a really cool gift idea? I don't know if you saw that oh, yeah. yesterday. Uh-uh. Yeah. I have... Um, what is it? Uh, the apricot tree out back. Yeah. And it's, you know, obviously all organic. I mean, we're not spraying. It's as clean as can be. Uh, and uh, are you sending your produce? Well, we're harvesting as fast as we can. In fact, I should be out there picking apricots right now. Um, but we have the freeze dryer, thanks to Allison. And so oh, we man. cut them up to process, have them freeze dried. And they're like, they're, they're light as air, right? When you mm -hmm. take all the water out. But you bite into them, and it's like the sweetest candy you'd ever hope oh, to have. Man. With no added mm. anything other than what it is. So uh, I'm going to give away at least one bag for our patron. You know how we do the fun giveaways? Oh, yes. And that alone is worth the price of admission. But What will I, be the question? So I study no, the answer. I'm not going to give you that. You you have to have some good fruit growing. you have any fruit trees on the on the the in the yard? Any, no, yet? Not yet? No, not yet. Okay, because Carolinas are actually really good for peaches if you got a good, healthy soil. Peaches, oranges, yeah. apples, yeah. Nice. Mm -hmm. So anyway, I just throw it, throw that out there to entice some more people to say, you know what, it's not worth it if it's just the Zoom AMA, but if you're going to go ahead and give away some apricots from your backyard tree, okay, maybe I'll join. It's worth it. Yeah, yeah exactly. I'll be there. <laughs> so the gardening is, is going. Uh, I know that you've been doing a lot in the garden in the midst of all the, the business you have. Oh, yes. Uh, with the My garden is mm -hmm. a little bit neglected this mm -hmm. year because uh, the implanted, you know, the little uh, tomato plants and mm -hmm. uh, my cucumbers didn't really start growing properly until like last they're, three weeks. They're a little late. 
Yes, they're a little late, but they're growing. And I already have cherry tomatoes that big, but green. So, yeah. Nice. Well, yeah, Nancy's enjoying the tomatoes and cucumbers, and mm. we had a, a, a zucchini already, and we've got so oh, much. Oh, yes. Uh, we've harvested a lot of the, the well, Swiss chard, but our favorite is collards. It's oh, some yeah. collards from the garden as well. Mm. And, and you know, that's part of uh, what we do in, in, in looking at life and, and how life works seasonally. Again, the seasons yeah. are longer where you are than where I am now, but still the concept of, of everything in its season is mm-hmm. something that... Uh, very often we, we've forgotten in our culture because we've got so much technology to overcome, quote unquote, nature. We don't oh, yeah. really overcome it, but the, we are deceived to believe we can. And therein lies a lot of what you've experienced as a mom with Michael, your son, mm-hmm. where man and his arrogance, particularly medical man, hmm. thought he could outdo nature via injection, right? Oh, we, yes. can, we can create this great immune response and, and you'll be protected and saved. And, and of course, it's the exact opposite. And we're learning more and more about that. And that's, again, mm-hmm. a big part of your journey that you've talked about. And I understand yes. also you're working on a book as well. So I want to hear I am. the update. I am. So actually, that's why I disappeared because I didn't want to announce it because I didn't want to jinx it. But now that it's almost finished, uh, so far, it's like 150 pages, but it's it's going to be a little bit more, but uh, it's going to be sort of like a diary of an autism mom. So it's going to be from my perspective. And uh, some posts, uh, some chapters will be like uh, exact, like 5 p.m. So-and-so came, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Then the other chapters will be more narrative, but from my perspective. Mm-hmm. So it's going to mix and match. But um, I try to make it funny, entertaining, but also informative. Yeah. And I'm not going to sugarcoat the fact that Michael was vaccine injured. Yeah. So I'm going to touch on that. Maybe not in an aggressive way because I used sure. to be very uh, straightforward and angry and frustrated. And I just wanted to tell the world and complain. But yeah. now it's more like a informative and um, in uh, educating other parents about um, informed consent and about getting the information before actually injecting your child and stuff like Ula, that. I'm sure that a lot of people would like to know how you get past the frustration and anger, especially if they've been in your circumstances or are like with, you know, trusting doctors to do the right thing that they right. meant well. And I'm not saying that the doctors intended to harm Michael. I don't think mm-hmm. you believe that, but uh, no. regardless, it's the reality you live with now and yeah. all that you've done. And, uh, you know, for all of us humans, <laughs> We, I felt right. anger and frustration over a lot of things. And, and oh, that, would yeah. be, that would be, hor- you know, again, I don't know how to overcome that totally. And maybe you have some insight for folks. Actually, honestly, I think it was the more I, I started leaning on the Lord, the quicker the healing for me began. And the more I started to see, because uh, I was missing so many puzzle pieces in this um, puzzle, and then the more I started getting deeper into my faith and I had a faith crisis. And I think Mark mentioned that also when he was mm-hmm. on your show. Yeah. And it was quite profound. I honestly um, started doubting everything and everyone, including God. And uh, that's really... primarily due to what happened to Michael or other circumstances? Uh, what happened to Michael and then he started regressing and having more behavioral issues. I mean, uh, the autism really took over our, our family and our household. Uh, I had a very stressful job. I was working in the corporate world. Uh, I was a foreigner, Xeno, in a big company. And um, I could never become a manager or, you know... Uh, be seen for what I can do and what mm-hmm. I did. 
and uh, that was very frustrating. I could never get sick because when um, I got sick, I was actually reprimanded for uh, going and having uh, my tumor removed and having a month off from work wow. uh, for my rehab, you know, rehabilitation, yeah. physical rehabilitation. Is it the big question? So. God, why is this happening to me? Why are you letting all this happen to me? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. I had those questions. And then, of course, God didn't cause Michael's autism my ignorance. But again, you know, I, I, I was blaming myself that I was too busy working. I was not even uh, trying to do research because I trusted people like, you know, when you're uh, sending your child to school and uh, he's learning history, you don't have to be a history teacher to make sure that your child is getting the history that because you're trusting the teacher to teach them history or you're sending them to church, you're expecting to be doctrinally sound and everything you trust, you, you do the basic research, but then you don't check, uh, you know, what they're being taught the same I was just um, doing my job and uh, I was a mom bringing my child to the doctor. And then I didn't question the doctor. And even when Michael got a vaccine injury, quite profound vaccine injury and was sick for almost 10 days mm -hmm. and then never uh, came back the same way. He lost his speech. He lost his uh, social skills. Um, and uh, severe gut inflammation. And I had yeah. no idea what was happening. I mean, that was horrible. That was our horror. Uh, but praise the Lord, we found the way to reverse the damage to some degree. Yeah. Uh, we are in the process of healing the gut. I mean, it's going to be continuous until the day we die. Because yeah. I believe, you know, if we let go, if we cheat a few times, and even I mentioned that in my book, that mm -hmm. um, because I look at my posts, actual posts, blog posts, and yeah. uh, the diary that I had, uh, that I was using as a template for my book, uh, I just see so many mistakes I made. And like, yeah. okay, it's a birthday party, Michael's 10th birthday party, you know, and I just kind of deprived him of, ha of um, having a cake. Right. And it's a gluten cake with sugar and everything. Right. And then a drink because other kids are drinking, uh, yeah, you, you have know, Pepsi or whatever. Way with, a, with a child that has been thusly injured. And then uh, three and weeks of recovery yeah. from wow. that. From that, yeah. yeah. And so you are, is it worth it? Or is there another mm -hmm. way? Uh, yeah. I mean, the discipline that I see, um, you know, people look at me and say, you're so disciplined. I'm like, mm -hmm. I'm just motivated not to feel horrible and in pain all the time because that mm -hmm. was my gut as a child. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I wasn't certainly diagnosed into the uh, so-called spectrum as it is, but there was a lot of injury due to vaccines, antibiotics in my young life, even mm -hmm. though it wasn't as many. And I look at, you know, the inflexibility, if some people would say, of my diet. Mm -hmm. right? I am yeah. not going to... Uh, um, you know, I, I'm just pragmatic about it, Ula. I just like, I, I like feeling great. I like feeling good. It's yeah. so awesome when you have it. And then we all go through that. And maybe we live in a state of denial that food has that impact on how we feel, even though it, it's kind of silly to say that, but yep. we kind of been convinced that way by the yeah. medical profession. Mm -hmm. And and yet, as you know, we've raised our kids organically uh, and they've had all the treats that mm -hmm. we would say is like, it's not the greatest food, but it's cleaner versions, right? Yes, so about going exactly. organic. And mm -hmm. Whether they can tolerate gluten or not. I mean, my kids don't have that sensitivity that uh, yeah. a child on the spectrum like Michael has. But mm -hmm. but still, uh, it, you know, it's quite a journey to recognize that, acknowledge that and go, gosh, darn it. That means living completely different. We can't now go to, quote, unquote, Chick-fil-A. You know, we've talked right. about that. Yeah. The whole idea of the church going crowd loves Chick-fil-A yeah. because the owners, the the Cathy's, whatever. I don't yeah. know if they even still own it. I don't know what's going on with them. But the point is they're using MSG and other things. It's like, you know, they're I good know. people. I'm not saying they're bad people, but the food has been disconnected 
from mm-hmm. our consciousness, sphere of consciousness, and the connection yeah. to all of the ailments, the things that ail us. So I'm sure that, that a lot of that will be in the book too. Yes, yes. Actually, I'm going to talk a lot about um, GMO, non-GMO, and what's the difference between non-GMO and organic. I'm going to mention the secret ingredient and mm-hmm. um, uh, Jeff, what Jeffrey Smith? Jeffrey Smith. Yeah, yeah, Smith, of course. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that film uh, is amazing. Uh, because what, it um, was really a turning point for me to really like. Um, I'm like, I'm not gonna even try to give my son, uh, you know, the junk, the processed yeah. food because I know it's gonna backfire. I mean, every time. And um, he had some. I forgot the name of the candy, but it was like one of the worst. Mm-hmm. And it caused such a severe eczema on his yeah. skin. He had big rash and it was all over him. I was right. like, mm, what is that? It's like hives, but it's not hives. Uh, is it like shingles? I don't know what it is, but it wasn't like a rash. It was more like like hives, but it was just very red. And uh, and then I found out it was from this candy. Every time he yeah. was getting this candy, he had immediate reactions. So, well, isn't yeah. Wasn't it funny, you know, as parents and, and particularly moms, I, I don't mean to pick on moms here, but yeah. you're a mom here. And we think about, I don't want my child to miss out. I don't want my child to feel yeah. different. And yeah. yet the, the reality is, you know, my kids are different. Your kids are different. They're all individual yeah. and unique. And uh, meeting their needs, finding out what they need and providing it for them as parents is not having them miss out it's helping them to to thrive to to be here and do what they're here to exactly yeah and, and you know I, I look at uh you know the journey of these kids now that are technically adults now my daughter is 18 by the way she says hello she misses you too and your daughter Aww. and she just uh, always thinks of, of you guys so uh, i just i i think about what they're missing out when they're not mm-hmm. feeling well yeah when they're when they're sick and, and and that's a different again perspective. And this is not mm-hmm. in any way an accusation to any mom out there that doesn't know this yet, because I didn't know these things till I knew these things. And I always yeah. I, I keep saying I have to remember what it was like to not know this because other otherwise you lose compassion for those and you, you become very judgmental of those yes. who don't know. It's like yeah. what about when I didn't know? How would I feel if somebody's just yeah. beating me over the head? And it's like so my you you followed me on the show for years, been part of this show yeah. for a number of years, and you know Absolutely. I'm very sensitive to this. You know, I, I talk about what I believe is the right thing to do, but I don't I, I try not to do it in a way that people feel like they're being beaten over the head with yeah. it. And is it you remember we did the episode on orthorexia mm-hmm. about the obsessive eating clean and like getting really anxious yes, when you yes. don't eat clean and so on. So I I was borderline there. Mm-hmm. I, I admit I acknowledged my uh borderline disorder yes uh but you know i kind of projected that on my kids because um okay vivian doesn't necessarily is very careful about uh non-gmo organic and so on but she's very careful about what she eats and like Mm -hmm. to the point of like i cannot eat that because it has this and that Mm -hmm. so i know that you tell her when she's that way because you know like i've told my kids like go ahead and eat it but just pay attention to what your body tells you right cells are smarter than me or you or any doctor because they're connected to god and They'll tell you if it's good or not for you. And then you pay yeah. attention. You'll learn. I don't even have to tell you. But you know what? Like the diet, honestly, mm-hmm. it lowered my frustration mm-hmm. uh, about being autism mom. Uh, what gave me hope was seeing the actual change in our Michael uh, when he became very calm, more mm-hmm. composed. I mean, he's a 16-year-old boy now. Wow. And uh, he likes to just chill. And uh, we took him to the cinema one time. And uh, I thought it was going to be like a short 30-minute, 40-minute movie. And it was about Abraham, 
uh, his only son. Great movie, mm. by the way. Mm. Uh, and we went and it was like over two hour long movie, oh as my. far as I remember. <laughs> and I was like, oh no, so what are we yeah. going to do? But he sat through the whole thing yeah. and just enjoyed the experience. And now he's asking us to go to the cinema. Oh, so nice. he likes, and I was like, oh, it's going to be sensory, you know, the, the echo, the, right. the noise, the lights, people, different seats, uh, the smell of popcorn, even though we don't uh, have popcorn necessarily. Yeah. But he was just perfect, and he loves the cinema experience, and he asked us to go to the cinema. So we're like, okay, great. So what are we going to go see, Barbie? No, <laughs> right, sorry, I'm right. not going to yeah, watch what, Barbie. What movies can you expose your 16 year yeah. Right? yeah, so we went to see The Sound of Freedom. Mm. We've heard so much about this movie and I really wanted to see it. And uh, we're, we're thinking about it like, is it age appropriate for our, our daughter? You know, right. I mean, Michael is okay. Uh, mm -hmm. Even though he was covering his face a few times, it was too much for him. You know, he got anxious, but yeah. he didn't want to leave the cinema. He just wanted to see how it ends. Oh, so yeah. that was amazing. And again, even thinking about watching a movie in a cinema, let's mm. say, four or five years ago, yeah. impossible, impossible. So eating healthy, eating, making sure that, you know, when we eat, we eat clean mm -hmm. when he gets his food. And actually he shows me, um, because I try to force him, you know, like, no, we have to have breakfast. We have to have lunch. We have to have dinner. You're growing, you know, but actually he thrives better on more keto diet, which, mm -hmm. you know, I'm not a big fan of keto diet because, um, it affects kidneys and stuff. So you always have to make sure that the kidneys function properly and the right. liver, of course, he gets all the supplements needed for the regular detox and we support his kidneys through detox baths and stuff like that. But still, you know, I'm a little bit um, anxious about that, uh, but it's actually going great with him. And uh, so he's chilling and he can watch a movie from beginning till the end That's wonderful. and, um, and just expresses, what he wants to do, what he likes. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I thought it's never going to happen. Yeah. So. All right. So let's go into, you know, the experience, of course, um, mm -hmm. you know, I think it follows on the faith. Of course, experience is something we have, whether we think we're having it or not, or mm -hmm. want to have it or not. It's just experience. It's being alive. It's living yeah. life. And even if it's passive, it's an experience. But the, you know, the, the, the living example that I try to be for my kids or anybody <laughs> that listens to my show or watches my show uh, and I try to, you know, teach them by my experience and what I've been through and how I've suffered that this is why I believe what I believe. This is why I do what yeah. I do. And yet, you know, if, if, if I'm not like Mark and you, you I, this is a healing ministry for me. You know, it's yes. non-denominational. Mm -hmm. Everybody's welcome. I hope it leads them to God because that's just, yeah. you know, how where all the healing comes from. Mm -hmm. But when you have an overt, let's say, a ministry where people are coming to Mark for sustenance, mm -hmm. spiritual sustenance, and of course, you rely on the scripture, the Bible and things. Can you go to uh, the Bible to help people that are of faith that may not know the science of all of this and say, here are the points in where the message from God came through and says, we mm -hmm. need to care for our body. We need to care for our temple. We need to absolutely it, to give it what it needs. And, and yes. what can you share about that? Well, uh, you already talked to Mark about that, and he um, actually talked uh, quite a bit about that. We do have to take care of the temple. And uh it doesn't have to be just uh, nicotine or alcohol or drugs or whatever. It's whatever we put in our body mm -hmm. is we're putting into the temple. So when we know that the food is bad for us, oh, but it's cheap. You know, I, I can't afford all this nonsense of getting organic or whatever. Yes, you can. Because when you buy, you can eat smaller portions. But if it's organic, it's going to fill you up 
on the cellular level mm -hmm. faster than eating, let's say, two, three hamburgers, because then you're going to be hungry again, like in an hour or two, you know, because it's so, well, yes, talk about empty calories. I mean, uh -huh. you can fill up with calories, but not have the vitamins, minerals, all of the things. And I think that's right. kind of where you're getting. And, yeah. and and I think about worthiness again. I think we talked to Mark about this, mm -hmm. by the way. Yes. For those of you who don't know, Preacher and the Polish Girl, Mark is a preacher. And we did a Sunday conversation with Mark, yes. I don't know how many weeks now back. It was great. We had a wonderful yeah. time. I really it enjoyed like, it. Did we talk about you and make fun of you at all? A little? A little bit, yeah. Okay, so if we need to make fun of Mark, we can do that too. <laughs> Just pay back, right? Right. But the, uh, yeah. the, the, you know, the journey again into health is a big part of this. And I, yes. I think about the ability, the ability to experience all that, that God has given us to offer for us by yes. being here in this life on this planet. What an opportunity. Mm. And if we are tied down or dependent upon drugs and other things, it's, it's somewhat limiting. Although some, some would say to me, well, you're limiting your life because you just can't go out to any restaurant you, you I can go to. I'm like, Right. Yes, I know. I realized that. And, and, and at the beginning, it might have been difficult. But for me, it's mm -hmm. a natural extension of who I am. Why would I go to a place mm -hmm. that by ingesting the food there, even if it's done well and tastes good, that I yeah. feel not so good afterwards? That's not an experience I desire to have. Yes. And I did mm -hmm. have plenty of them in ignorance because I didn't realize the relationship between quality of food mm -hmm. and how it manifested in my body. Some people don't have the symptoms I had and they are under the illusion that it doesn't matter until one day they have, you know, the dreaded C word cancer. And they're like, I don't know yeah. what I did wrong. Oh, yeah. I've been doing the same thing my whole life. And that's the point. You have strengths uh -huh. that others don't to withstand that, but doesn't mean it's an ideal form of sustenance. Uh -huh. And again, this is the hardest part. We joke, you can talk religion, you can talk politics and people will kind of, you know, but when it's yeah. food, oh, don't oh, be messing with my food. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. And I, I actually encounter uh, quite resistance, I can say, mm -hmm. when uh, the topic of food comes. And now I do it by default and without even thinking and people laugh, but they're, they're kind about it. But like even uh, my friend who is battling stage four breast cancer, and I've been encouraging her, we've been doing um, uh, Chris's um, square one plan, uh, Chris work, Chris beat cancer, mm -hmm. uh, the plan is, uh, to help her get on the wagon and just, you know, beat it natural way mm -hmm. and support. Uh, she chose chemotherapy, but I was like, Ask the doctor if you can have vitamin D for your bones, you know, if you can have selenium, if you can have that and that. Mm. So the doctor was like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, actually, vitamin D is good for the bones because chemo, you know, is weakening your bones. So, yeah. Mm. So he was on the on the same page with me, even though uh, he's the oncologist pushing the chemo. Right. But uh, I told her about the castor oil packs. And actually, I, I got some for myself because uh, when I had very sore throat and I was like, what is going on? I've never heard such sore throat and it's not like um strep or anything it was just very red and mm. uh, i didn't use my voice much i didn't you know it was just so painful and uh, so judy masters from trinity school of natural health she also helped me a little bit uh, through homeopathic uh, remedies and you you told me some things but then um i came across some video um lady barbara o'neill Mm -hmm. um, a, a naturopath and she's like a holistic nurse and uh, I did the castor oil pack several days every on, night on I was going on the throat Wow! and the pain was gone just nice. like that do you still so have your was... tonsils by the way yes I do yes, thank I do. god I, I, yes. you know, I was talking about that the other day mm -hmm. uh, to some folks and um, I think it was when we were out at um, 
with uh, John Hewlett and Lisa Hill over there mm-hmm. with uh, uh, the Jim Baker Ministries there in yeah. uh, south of uh, um, Branson. And that was a really cool trip. But I was just, I remember the thing, you know, things I would pray to God about. It's like before I knew anything about the healing path I was really going to be yeah. on, you know, I was really young because I had the sore throats and the strep mm-hmm. throats and those things. And like I heard about friends who got their tonsils removed and something in me said, please don't take out my tonsils. Uh-huh. Please, whatever you do. Yeah, and you I see. don't think it was just a fear of surgery. It was, it was yeah. something more. It was like, please don't bite, mm-hmm. you know, and it was like, yep. pray to God, please protect me. And somehow with all the medical stuff I had, they didn't take my tonsils out. Mm-hmm. And now, of course, I know why, because it's an important part of the, what we call the uh, immune and lymphoid tissue. It's critical for protection, yes. alert, all of these things. Yes. And yes, uh, you see that uh, ties nicely with uh, our faith and keeping the temple clean, because yeah. when our temple is clean and uh, well taken care of, we are more in tune with our spirit within us, the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit. And then we we sense this uh, intuition and premonition. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know what's going to happen if we don't follow the guidance. Right. So uh, we become more intuitive about yeah. different choices. And, um, and yes, I was scared of surgery because I had tons of um, infections in my childhood. I was antibiotically raised. Like me. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. So uh, constantly ear infection, throat infection, all kinds, and always yeah. antibiotic, antibiotic. We share those stories. Oh, yeah. 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 And uh, I was like even reading my uh, diary to prepare for the book, and I could not believe how often Michael had antibiotic. And it's mm. not just, you know, mild antibiotic. It was like Xenat or Augmentine, very mm. strong, potent. And it was like one after another, after another, like every two months, every month, like something. I was like, my goodness, how he did, wow. how did he survive? Yeah. And now I told Mark, I was like, ever since we moved here, not once did we have to go to the doctor for antibiotic, not once. And neither him, me, or kids. And Beautiful. I was like, it's not the climate. Yes, the climate. Yes, we took kids from um, the Olive Garden. Uh-huh. It's uh, Irimi, uh, the place that we had our house at in Cyprus. Uh-huh. It's called uh, Olive Garden because it's surrounded by olive trees. And mm-hmm. Michael, we found out later, is severely allergic to olive trees. Not wow. olive, not, o- not olives and olive oils, just the, trees, the trees, the pollen. Mm-hmm. And I'm wow. like... So wow. he would have asthma-like symptoms nonstop on steroids and, you know, inhalers. Mm-hmm. Oh, I wish I had known. Yeah. Well, that's it. You know, we look back at our lives and say, yeah, yeah. if we'd only known, but for whatever reason that we might not know yes. in the moment, we only know when we know. Yeah. And some of it. I needed guess, healing. Right? You know, I, I, yeah. I had to learn patience mm-hmm. and I had to find, for I had sure. to hit the rock bottom of the trusting the medical world mm-hmm. and bounce back in the alternative medicine way. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had to be ready as well. And when yeah. I prayed for the healing at the age of 19, I exactly. clearly wasn't ready for the actual yeah. remedies yet. Mm-hmm. And it took a few years of getting, as I talk about grounded in spiritual principle and spiritual law that allowed me to open up to the yeah. messages that I would then be ready to receive because they'd be far different from all that I knew growing up. Yes. And uh, this is how, this is how it goes. I mean, some people are ready faster than others. And I don't see it as a better or worse because it's our own journey. And I just would hope that we have love and compassion for those that are not there yet. Um, the difficulty, mm-hmm. of course, is what we've been through. And many people maybe still suffering with this desire to force us to do what they want us to do, what they believe yes. is right for us. And that's a, 
I think, a fundamental violation of what God's gift to us is in agency and freedom. Mm-hmm. Uh, so respecting that freedom is important. It doesn't mean we have to endorse every choice that people make. But uh, look, I've made bad choices and I don't want to be condemned for them. I would rather be yeah. you know, loved and accepted and maybe just wait. I'll be there. You don't know when I'll get there. And, and then, you know, the, yeah. the, uh, the stories are different when we have that. And again, that comes back a little bit to the anger and frustration you were mentioning that I think mm-hmm. you know, acknowledge as well is how do we get past that beyond that? And, you know, for me, the spiritual practices are everything. And yes. you know, whether it's for the, for those that read the Bible and take a uh, great upliftment from it or mm-hmm. other things, I, I'm not to say who gets it from what way. I think God is infinite in his wisdom to reach us. However, we need to be mm-hmm. read. But I'm just happy that we get to hang out together in this lifetime and oh yeah, me too. These stories, yes, absolutely. That's why we need another reunion. Mm-hmm. I mean, the first reunion. Yes, uh, and share the stories, share our knowledge, share experience. Mm-hmm. Like I would love to learn how to uh, milk a goat. I would yeah. love to have my own goat and milk it and feed it. And like uh, Leslie showed the the feed that she has. You know, mm-hmm. that was, was so like, awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, and, and the little containers. I mean, it's like so tidy and uh, organized and it's like she explained that the animals need all the good stuff as well, you know, and you need to add some supplements um, uh, to their food yeah. to and they, produce and they you know, high quality. Know, they know what to get. It was like she just said yes. they're, they're drawn to what oh, they yeah. need. How is that, you know, stupid goat? No. How about stupid uh, human? Yes. How to feed a goat and the goats know better. You just put it out there. They figure it out. Absolutely. And, and by the way, as I said, I'm not a goat milk or goat cheese fan, but dude. Their goat milk tasted sweet and not gamey at all. Yeah. And, and, and what about the cheese that James made? Oh, my gosh. Right? You guys, you it's missed amazing. out. Those of you didn't make it. Yeah, I know. <sighs> and even the little thing, the little press that he made. I was yeah. like, oh, where can I get this? And Leslie said, James made it. He says he's going to make one for my buddy Scott Scherner, who talked about the electro agriculture. We he can there. start the business. Yeah. I mean, I would love to get a press like this and make that my own so cheese. Cool. Yeah, that was amazing. Really amazing. So do you have a working title for your book that you're working on? Yes, but I don't know yet. It's still uh, I have a few options, but sure. uh, the main topic, the main subject is going to be the name, name, the main, main name. Yeah, it's going <laughs> to be padlocks and pull ups, padlocks and, and pull ups. Uh huh. And then uh sub name is going to be not so secret diary of an autism mom. That's one of the options, okay. and uh, because, like I said, I try to make it uh, like a diary, and I try to make it a little bit lighter on a lighter note. But uh, also, we'll be talking about why padlocks, because mm-hmm. our autism got uh, more on the severe end of spectrum, mm-hmm. so we had to put padlocks, uh, not just lock the door or put the lock and walk away because Michael would just open the door and run uh, without any concept of danger. So we had padlocks everywhere on every door. Now we don't. We just lock the door and uh, he's okay. He's not trying to run, at least not so often, Mm -hmm. Uh, but we don't want to risk it anyway. So padlocks on windows, on doors, padlocks and pull-ups because uh, sadly um, kids on the spectrum often regress when it comes to using the bathroom some mm-hmm. don't uh grow out of them and we want to talk about that as well and how to potty train uh let's say a teenager or a 10 year old child um just to help them feel you know a little bit more self-worth mm-hmm. and uh, more confident so i'm gonna talk about that uh yeah it's gonna be our story and uh michael is gonna be of course uh, the main 
um, character in the yeah. book, but it's going to be from my perspective. Wow. Looking forward to that. And of course, we'll talk more about it when it comes out. And anything Thank we can do to tell the world about it, you know, I want to do that yes. as well. Yeah. yeah. So, so I will need to read through it, mm -hmm. add some things, and then Mark will be my editor. He needs to correct it into English, English, because right now it's quite Polish English, mm -hmm. like the way I speak. So, yeah. I haven't heard, understood a word you said today yet. So, yeah, that's all right, Ula. Uh, how about the the ministry itself? I mean, yeah, uh, ministry. I would think of as community. You know, it one, is. where where it people is. can come together and help one another. It's not just a top down thing. Like Mark helps everybody. I know that he is helped by being a part of that as well. He receives yeah. as well. And and what about you know others in the community that may have children uh, you know of special needs or extra, you know extraordinary needs like yeah. you know Michael's upbringing? How how has the community grown? How has the ministry shifted over time? What can you tell us about that? Well, we are still trying to grow our special needs ministry and have the. I mean, church is already autism friendly church when it comes to awareness and acceptance and love. I mean, honestly, wow, our community loves on Michael so much. They come and now even when they uh, leave the sanctuary and they come back, Michael shakes their hand or kissing all the ladies, hugging, of course. Mm -hmm. uh, but just he likes the interaction and even the young younger teenagers and the kids come to Michael and say, hi, Michael, and just introduce themselves. And I mean, that's, that's precious. So, mm -hmm. uh, but we are trying to actually grow the autism church like we had in North Carolina and have the services specifically uh, for autism families. So we will have like cameras so parents can tune in and watch that kids are okay while they're in the service or have them in the same buildings with a bunch of volunteers watching the kids and uh, doing a lot of work with them, mm -hmm. fun games and stuff, making sure that they don't, you know, hurt themselves. Right. And uh, so that's our vision. We also are working on the project, uh, creating like a marriage retreat for families with special needs, because we can find a lot of great, um, even Christian marriage retreats, which we went to one and we uh, organized for our uh, church couples. Mm -hmm. uh, it was great. But again, we, are, we met so many uh, wonderful people who were special needs parents, not necessarily autism, but uh, special needs. And they're like, you know, we, we cannot stay the night in the hotel. We cannot go out on a date because we have to, as soon as this right. lecture is finished, we are going back. So really it's not a retreat. It's just like going for lectures and they already know everything that's there, you know, it's just to apply this, they have no chance to do that. So mm -hmm. our mission, and we really have it on our hearts to create at least once a year, this marriage retreat, huge marriage retreat uh, in a nice conference hotel uh, where the whole family could come. And then the children would be looked after a bunch of volunteers from our church, uh, of course, certified and checked with mm -hmm. criminal record check and everything. So it would be, uh, you know, the parents who don't know our people. Kids. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it would be a fun time. So one mm. conference room would be full of games and slides and swings and everything, bouncy balls, mm. uh, games and, you know, different things. And then at the same time, the other right next door would be a conference for parents. And then in the hotel, of course, you can go with your kids. And Do you do you have an online link yet to this? Design not yet, not yet, because oh, we're okay. still playing. Right now, I'm telling you, we have Helping Hands Ministry, which we started at few weeks a few months ago mm -hmm. and that's basically a food pantry and clothes um cosmetics and also encouragement for the um 
more needy families. And we have quite a few showing up uh, every other week because we have it every other week. And um, yeah, people really need help. And uh, it's not a shame to come and ask for food, you know, for your family. And we try to restock on a regular basis and we try to give them good things. So like uh, when people donate uh, clothes, for example, and the clothes are really like, you can tell that they are not really new. They've, they've seen their good days. Uh, we just gave those clothes to the thrift stores and whatever they want to do with them. But we try to keep new or as new clothing. So mm -hmm. even when uh, people come with young kids or teenagers, they don't have to feel like, you know, oh, everyone can tell that I'm wearing secondhand, you know, hand-me-downs. They can really feel okay. Mm -hmm. And we had back to school bars, so we gave away gave away a bunch of backpacks, school supplies. Uh, we fed the whole bunch of kids, um, and uh, we tried to do that on a regular basis. So that's another ministry. And then, of course, as a preacher and a Polish girl, uh, we are doing reading through the Bible in a year. So since I'm the editor and the sound person. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I have a lot of work. Uh, Mark is doing the reading, so he's the star. Nobody knows that I am behind. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so uh, that takes here. a lot of time. Me yes. Uh, so far, we've done 210 days. Wow. So I know that it's day 210 yeah, <laughs> based on the Bible on read. Was this also why we haven't seen many episodes recently? That's right. But we've done 10 episodes and now season two will start uh -huh. with uh, our episode and it's going to be a review and reaction um, regarding Sound of Freedom. Sound of Freedom, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we yes. mentioned that movie earlier. I, I've yet to see it, although I've interviewed a couple of folks uh, related to that movie and, the, and the, the awareness of what's gone on there. And, you mm -hmm. know, one of the most profound uh, interviews about uh, resolving the issue of child trafficking, yes. which has gone on for thousands of years, millennia, mm -hmm. is is he, he, he described, we can... we can save the children, you know, we know how to do that, yeah. and they do that. We can... Cap but then... They just capture more children. They just kidnap yes. more children because yeah. the demand is not reduced. Exactly. And, and he talked about the hurt people hurting people. Yeah. Now, people that were abused as children that grow up to adults that are abused. Now, not everyone does that. Some yeah. break the cycle. And his idea or thought was we discussed, which I think is a good one, is how do we break the cycle? How do we help these hurt people become mm -hmm. healed people so that they break the pattern of what we call demand as adults yeah. to, to mm -hmm. visit the same kind of abuse that they received? Uh, mm -hmm. And I don't know if that's, t you know, targeted as far as discussion in the Sound of Freedom movie or anything. But give me your impressions if you can. I know you're going to have a whole episode on it a little bit. What you experienced with the with the movie? Uh, first of all, the opening credits really shook me to the core because uh, it was showing the real footage of those uh, kidnappings and just snatching the kid from the street, and uh, it was just very emotional. Then it's showing. Uh, all the evil behind all those, you know, pedophiles hiding behind the screen and just, uh, just nasty. I mean, it doesn't show anything graphic. Right. It doesn't uh, give any, uh, even an inch for pedophiles to enjoy this movie because yeah. it doesn't show kids in any, you know, suggestive way or right. provocative way. So definitely they will not enjoy the movie. But from the conversations, from the action, from the camera just driving away from the bed and so on you know what's got, what's happening there mm -hmm. uh and that's really like uh if it doesn't touch you if it doesn't make you angry then something's mm -hmm. wrong with you 
Yeah. And uh, so, yes, we, uh, even the first few minutes, we both just looked at each other and we had tears. It was just so, oh, yeah. so heavy, you know, just thinking about those kids. And we know that every minute it's some, some child is getting hurt. Even now, as we speak, you know, some child is getting abused and getting tortured and it's just horrible. So, yes, it showed, of course, there are some fictional uh, scenes added to the movie to make it more dramatic. And you can listen to Tim Ballard's uh, interview or even um, Jim Caviezel, who played Tim in the movie. Uh, they mentioned those scenes that uh, that they were added to make more dramatic impact on the film. Well, but they actually, described, it didn't happen. Um, how they encompassed a number of the, the rescues into one yeah. kind of. You know, right. So it, yes. It, and they had to protect the uh, identity of the victims as well. Right. But right. Um, I don't want to give spoilers in case people didn't watch, but there are some victories in this movie and I just I loved it. So yeah. there is hope. And again, the movie and uh, the whole organization gives a lot of great points, which we'll talk about uh, in our next episode. Podcast? Okay. And Lord willing, we're going to kick off in August. So again, okay. we plan 10 episodes for season two, then right. have a little break. And then like each it. season will have 10 episodes. Yes. Well, y'all look forward to the next episode, next <laughs> season, let me say of Preacher and the Polish yes. Girl on the Robert Scott Bell Podcast Network. That's awesome. Uh, now, criticism of the film. Have you heard any criticisms of the film? And, uh, yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yeah. Now, uh, all general um, media, uh, and I saw on CNN, they were trying to just bash the movie as, you know, just propaganda, all lies and everything, that this is not real, it's all fictional, it's not happening like this. And, uh, I mean, it wow. was, it was horrible. And then of course the Tim Ballard, uh, that this didn't happen showing all the, uh, false scenes that, you know, it's not true because we checked your background. This didn't happen. This didn't happen. And again, he's very open about, uh, the movie that he was like, no, I told the director and the producer that, uh, you know, this didn't happen this way. This didn't happen. Yes, but we want to, put it this way so the movie is more uh yeah. you know it has this impact yeah the narrative flow and impact and and yes. i've even heard though some people that you think would be um favorable support of the movie saying well it doesn't go far enough what do you say to them, those people no i think it goes um it goes far enough because it really it makes you understand what's happening and mm -hmm. how it's happening maybe not all uh human trafficking is the same i mean for sure it's not the same because yeah. nowadays if you go to their uh, organization um, website it gives you how to spot uh, a person being trafficked uh, mm -hmm. what are the symptoms and psychological emotional behavioral and so on so very often they say majority of teenagers uh, who are being trafficked are from someone they met online and they build trust. And then, uh, of course, through correspondence and picture exchange or video exchange, they uh, fell in love with them. And it's like um, a Stockholm syndrome. You know, they get uh, attached to their vict uh, to their uh, abuser and uh, they mm -hmm. defend them. And uh, then, of course, the drugs play a role in uh, numbing yeah. any pain and so on. I mean, it's it's horrible, but they describe very well uh, that not all victims are snatched just from the street, but majority is through social media and how mm -hmm. police and uh, intel is Draw working on those. Voluntarily yeah. through deception. Yes. Uh, yeah. And, and 
you know, there's there's so much of this entrenched into what we call big media, big pharma, big yeah. government. I mean, there's uh-huh. no there's no entity, so to speak, that's unscathed. Even you know, various churches you know, have uh-huh. been caught in scandals about oh, yes. these things too. Uh, and and perhaps you know, to say it hasn't gone far enough would mean well, you haven't pointed an accusatory finger over here and here and here and here. Right. And here. But, I mean, but again, it's just about do, this. Do everything, right? Yeah. Uh, I remember when uh, Vax from cover up to catastrophe came. Yeah. Out. Same. And, uh, there was criticisms from people that you know were sympathetic to the you know all the what was happening in the movie. Say, well, you didn't mm-hmm. go far enough. Well, there's yeah. always that, but there's also a, a consciousness con- uh, consideration. You know, what mm-hmm. is what can you get out initially? And, yes. and look at what's happening now uh, with Bobby Kennedy running for president. Uh, yeah. Just in the discussion post COVID of more mm-hmm. doctors than ever being able to willing and able to acknowledge that vaccines might indeed not be safe and effective and the science is not sound to support those things Mm -hmm. we you know a few years ago it was just me and a few others saying it on in media and getting banned for it now it's become conversation at the proverbial water cooler everywhere oh yeah things shift over time consciousness shifts over time and Mm -hmm. you know context of of what you could do at a certain point in time or history has to be considered uh and i think that uh you know again this is just my sense of, of the critique based on what I've learned of it. I haven't seen the film yet, but I'm getting a mm-hmm. lot also from you in describing it. Uh, what yes. I feel is, is, is how this is moving the needle a little bit, maybe mm-hmm. significantly. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, yes, the movie, like I said, it didn't show anything too graphic, yeah, well, uh, but it did show how cartel is involved, how actually the majority of clientele is sadly in America. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, some Europe and Russia and stuff. But mm-hmm. how those children are being kidnapped and um, just lured, even sometimes sold by their own parents. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're being sold for more drugs and whatever. And uh, then the children are shipped, you know, across mm-hmm. the border and wherever. I mean, it, it's horrible. So, yeah, it's not showing the whole, um, you know, plethora of a trafficking but uh it definitely makes you think it definitely uh, stirs you up Mm -hmm. and uh when you leave the cinema you are angry and you want to do something about it and i think that was the goal of the movie just to stir you up show you enough evidence and um and then uh, play on your emotion Mm -hmm. to make you think and stop and start spotting that okay there is a child alone on the street looking a little bit more provocative Mm. And then some adult comes and, you know, pulls them by the hand to the car. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you start noticing those things. So, Ula, this is, again, a place where I think ground-up ministry, if you will, from the ground yep. up. Not something like a centralized, necessarily uh, global church where we've seen from from the highest levels of the Catholic church. And I don't mean mm-hmm. to pick on them over anybody else, but there's been scandals in almost every Well, in church. every church, yeah. at schools. Even uh, even kindergarten. Yeah. I mean, when you read the news, it's it's horrific. It's it's terrifying. Yeah. So I, I think about the grassroots movement that this might mm-hmm. elicit more yes. ministries popping up. Yes, to genuinely find a place for healing and help for these people and uh, breaking the cycle, hopefully, of these kids mm-hmm. that are rescued, so that they don't again become the abusers because hurt people mm-hmm. hurt people. Right, that concept, or end up uh, from suicide. Yeah, you know, that just, as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, there's, there's sometimes so the healing, uh, they refuse to heal mm-hmm. and uh, they just feel guilty. They feel ashamed and it's it's horrible. So they definitely need a lot of help, a lot of prayer, a lot of uh, spiritual support yes. as well. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, again, I appreciate you and Mark and what you're doing in your community and, uh, you know. Well, thank you. But again, it's not just us. It's no, the I, whole I tribe. It's the whole congregation. Mm -hmm. And honestly, it's like I love my church because we just uh, somebody has a need. And like even if it's someone new who comes to our church and they have a need, immediately the whole church just gets together, uh, picks, uh, you know, um, collects the money together to mm -hmm. help a person, uh, whoever is in need. And then, you know, we help another person. And then the person that nice. we helped before helps the other person. I mean, it just carries on. And forward it's, it's perspective. Amazing. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I want to ask you about the visit you had from your mom. I think you had your sister or sisters too. In, yes. in from Poland. Your mom yes. speaks very little English. And yes. I mean, she can speak when uh, she, you know, starts her will going, but then she prefers writing and uh, mm -hmm. reading. English mm -hmm. than speaking because mm -hmm. she feels shy about accent and everything. I'm like, eh. So what did, you, to mind, so. did you take her on trips to see things and experience everything? Things I mean, oh my goodness, we went to several different states. Of course, they are big fans of Gun with the Wind, like I am. So we went to <laughs> Georgia. We saw all the Gun with the Wind and mm -hmm. a museum, actually two museums. And then one lady who has in a private home, she's got a little museum and collection. I mean, oh, I was so jealous of her collection. How does she know about Gone with the Wind all the way from Poland? I don't know. I mean, I watched Gone with the Wind when I was five years old. Okay. So, yeah. Isn't it was funny? still during uh, during the communist t time. So, right? yeah. I grew up uh, in Georgia for 30 years, and I still haven't sat through the whole movie. I know. <laughs> oh I'm bad. I'm in trouble now. I admit it. I acknowledge it. But it, it's it's a wild part of the history of the South, and, and that movie, of course, is Im but impactful it's, there. It's just it's a classic, and mm -hmm. I love it. Did she uh, share with you anything that you didn't know what's going on in the ground in Poland as far as freedom, the relationship, what's happening? Well, in Russia, you see, we are not like on the same page with my mm. mom okay. uh, and my sister because um, they do comply mm. to the demands for the greater good. Uh. And so we had some disagreement, but we agreed that there are certain topics or um, subjects we'll not discuss. Okay. Because we didn't want to spoil the yes. So, but yes, uh, Poland in general is uh, very compliant. There are some uh, oppositions. Uh, there are some fronts that are fighting uh, uh, mandates and everything. Mm -hmm. But again, it's very small number comparing to the whole population. Yeah. And uh, now, uh, nowadays, it's the they are trying to overthrow the ultra right government, but it's like really too extreme. And it's on the verge of um, authoritarian. Yeah, do I say it right? Autocrat, autocratic, autocratic. Autocratic. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, autocratic. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Orthopedic, autocratic. Doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah. Well, look, we've seen <laughs> yes. that in Israel. Uh, yes. Has you know, mm -hmm. I just I, I'm just astonished by what was happening in Israel during COVID. The compliance, yeah. the willingness. But even nowadays. Depressed. Yeah. It's like I know that uh, things are happening and uh, they're really jumping on uh, Bibi Netanyahu uh, because apparently he wants to control the um, Supreme Court right. and everything else. I mean, yeah. you don't do that. Judicial independence and there are, yes. there are a lot of soldiers and, and uh, reserves that are pulling out going, I can't do this anymore. Yes. I can't, yeah. can't do that. So there's a lot of uh, struggle that's happening. I mean, mm -hmm. even in countries that should know better, uh, the, the lulling people into false sense of security. Yep. Maybe making life too easy uh, that we then don't appreciate the freedom and the importance, if we will, here in mm -hmm. America, even of separation of powers. That's a big problem. We're still you know, dealing with through COVID and seeing what we can regain. Uh, you know, people like Jonathan E. Mord, 
who are running for, you know, like the U.S. Senate in Virginia mm-hmm. or now Bobby Kennedy, who's a fascinating and running as a Democrat, but sounds yeah. completely unlike any Democrat that you've ever met in this modern era. Uh, yeah, he's a Kennedy Democrat. Mm-hmm. I like that's a new term, a new category in itself. Mm-hmm. Is the we're the Kennedy Democrats. I hear yeah. it all the time, and like you know, not a Rhino, not a Democrat, not yeah. a Republican, but yeah, yeah, a Kennedy Democrat. Unreal, huh? Yeah. It's a whole different world. But I like that uh, he has uh, integrity, willingness to speak the truth, and even a willingness right? to to be wrong, to allow himself to learn something new. Yes. It's so refreshing. You don't see that much in any politician. And I think uh, if Trump could uh, have a little bit of that, he'd be a different character altogether. But yeah. uh, perhaps that's what brought him to he was, uh He was here a few weeks ago in mm. Pickens County, in actually the town of Pickens, and he had a rally. So uh, my husband went, um, he saw him. And, uh, you know, he, he still has... Uh, the vote of confidence from me personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to vote because I'm still not a U.S. citizen. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm just I'm listening to all the candidates that I'm uh, respecting, and you know I like the, their agenda. Mm-hmm. And uh, of course, I will not agree with one hundred percent. But uh, still, Trump uh, shows a lot of promise, even though they are really trying to get him out of the picture, uh, indictment and everything. And uh, even Rudy Giuliani just kind of showed his back to him. So I I do feel for him. But again, his arrogance is what's taking him down, I believe, because, um, yeah, I I don't like that. I respect him as a um, patriot. I respect him as a businessman. But I really don't like the way he talks, the way, you know, he's very arrogant, even when it comes to faith, like uh, someone asked him, but it was in 2016, like, uh, so uh, you're an evangelical Christian, so uh, are you saved? And I was like, well, I don't need to be saved. Like, you know, I'm above the law or Mm. something. Like, okay. So you see, this arrogance is what's really taking him down, I believe. That arrogance, of course. Uh, Pride goes before, before destruction. The yeah, before the yeah. fall as well. So, okay. again, maybe uh, he'll he'll learn and see the error of those ways. But uh, I, I don't mean to be, uh, um, let's say, denigrating of anybody, including him, except to acknowledge mm-hmm. there's some good things that we all can do, and we can all do some bad things as well. Right. And we hope that we yeah. learn and, and uh, make some movement toward the uh, toward the light, toward the love, toward the the spiritual uh, essence yes. of who we really are. And and, and when he's calling the Santis the sanctimonious. And stuff like that. It's just like why? Mm-hmm. It's it's not necessary. You know, yeah. we can but, come back yeah. to the comedy aspect of it, if you will. Yeah. Wow. So we got a couple of minutes before we wrap up. Well, it's been certainly wonderful just to catch up. We've been missing you, as you said. You've been you've been here kind of quietly with yes. as much as you've been doing. You've definitely let us into all. If of the I can advertise Mark's yeah. uh, podcast on biblical manhood, it's yeah. on um, bcnministries.com. Mm-hmm. That's the ministry we're part of. BC, bncministries.com okay. and uh, Mark does uh, quite an interesting outlook on all the biblical men in uh, in the scriptures and then their characteristics and what we can learn from them or what we should do or what we should not do, you know, their uh, faults and uh, all the pros yeah. and cons. I mean, it's, it's a really deep study and it's it's fascinating. He does it in an entertaining way as well. So oh, yeah, I sure. recommend it. Uh, make sure Super Don gets the link 
uh, for yes. the notes as well. So you guys awesome. can find that BN Street, BNC Ministries is B uh, Boy Nancy Charlie BNC. Correct. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, ministries.com and uh, Biblical Manhood podcast by Mark Tinsley. Pastor right. Mark Tinsley. How cool yes. is that? And then again, it's under the preacher and the Polish girl. Yay. Oh, man. We're looking forward <laughs> so we are, to that. We are doing, it's not like we are stagnated and we no. are not doing anything about the preacher no. and the Polish girl. Because like I said, reading Bible, reading through the Bible in a year, that's mm-hmm. every day. Then we do the Biblical Manhood. Again, it's mm-hmm. mostly Mark. Yeah. But still, I baby babysit the babies. So he can do that. Mm-hmm. And I cook and I clean. So, yeah. Yes, of course. (laughs) And take care of your kids. Well, God bless you, Ula. So good to see you. Thank you so much. Big hugs to you and the whole family. Thanks. uh, Look forward to seeing you at any or all events that are out there. Remember, there's upcoming events tab. There are wonderful uh, companies that helps us to do the show, uh, like the the Trinity School of Natural Health, trinityschool.org, Trinity Health Food Expo. Mm, Also, uh, the Cardio Miracle has been wonderful. Yes. And, of course, uh, nutritional Frontiers and their uh, mm-hmm. full strength, super organic, U.S. grown hemp CBD. I love it. Yes. Thank you. Use the code RSB15 anytime you get there at nutritionalfrontiers.com. God bless you, Ula. We'll see you soon. Thank you again. so much. And uh, thank you all for see being you on Monday. Our Sunday conversation. Back Monday, we got the Zoom AMA for those of you who want to be patrons and some apricots from my backyard. Oh, yeah. Yes. I'll the be power, there. The power to heal and eat delicious organic food is yours. Amen. Amen.